how can average working citizens like us, how can we reform our unjust financial system to erode the wealth and power of big banks, traditional corporations, and the super rich, and redistribute that wealth and power to average working citizens without relying on politicians or regulations? This is the question we ask on the Crowd Effect podcast. I am your host, Paul Lovejoy, activist investment advisor and founder of Stakeholder Enterprise. On today's show, we're going to be talking about real estate crowdfunding. Now, this is the third in a three-part series on democratic vehicles of change. And real estate crowdfunding is one of these democratic vehicles of change. So what is real estate crowdfunding? It is when a large group of people pool small amounts of money to purchase and own real estate for rental purposes. So uh, this could be residential properties, it could be commercial properties, industrial properties, office buildings, uh, single family homes, apartment buildings. It includes all real estate. So um, why is this important and how is can this help reform our financial system? So let's first talk uh, some numbers here. Okay. So home ownership in the United States is, has been relatively stable since uh, 1984. Back then, it was about 65% of the U.S. population who lived in a house owned it. Uh, today, that number is 64%. So really, things haven't changed a lot in, in, since 1984. However, um, who is uh, who are landlords? That is the real question. Who are who who is owning properties uh, to rent for others to live in? Okay, so I'm going to pull out some statistics here. According to the 2018 IRS income tax data, ten there are 10.3 million individuals that are landlords. So that makes up, all right, there are, according to the US Census Bureau, there are 209 million adults living in America and 10.3 million of 209 million is 5%. So 5% of US adults are landlords. That's it, 5%. So with real estate crowdfunding, we can dramatically increase that number of individuals who are homeowners. Now in the past, to own a rental property, you had to have uh, somewhat of a large down payment and uh, you would have to have um, uh, some, uh, uh, you're carrying a lot of risk especially since most individual landlords own, well, this, the, the data says it's 1.75 homes. So anywhere between one to two homes, uh, units actually they say, are, are owned by individuals. So this carries a lot of risk. So let's say 
you take out a loan, which which most people do. And by the way, it's it's how you can make uh, the most um, return on your investment is if you take out a loan and, and leverage. I'm not going to get into the details of that. We'll save that for another episode, but but you will. And you start collecting rent, but you're also paying things like uh, taxes and insurance. You have this mortgage now that you're paying for. Uh, you also have to pay for the maintenance of the home and, and all of that adds up and it's fine as long as you are renting for more than your expenses. Uh, if your income is greater than your expenses, then you're doing well. The problem is, is our vacancies, um, people move out and if you only have one home or even two homes, losing that renter for a small period of time can put you in the negative. And, and so there's this risk here of just owning one or two properties. And especially if you know, you're, you're not a higher income earner, perhaps in the, in the working class, 80% of the U S population, this is a big risk. So why would you put yourself through that risk? If you're not even going to, to, to build wealth or, or improve your life, it just adds more stress to your life. Um, and, uh, so you could also hire a property manager to reduce some of that stress and to make sure the rents are paid and the maintenance, but you're still in the end are, are the one paying for it. And if you have a property manager, you're going to make less. If you don't have a property manager, then it, it can be a, a big job. I've done this. I have uh, been a landlord. I have uh, gone through tenant screening. I have gotten phone calls uh, for plumbing repairs. I, I've done all that. And it's it can be time consuming, um, especially when someone moves out, then you're showing the place. Uh, it, 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 could be, um, it could be a lot. Uh, so, th so these are some of the reasons why there are only 5% of individuals uh, in, in the United States as landlords. And these individuals tend to be wealthier. Um, you know, 2%, the top 2% of U.S. income earners are uh, what I talked about in uh, yesterday's episode, accredited investors. Uh, you know, wealthy people who are uh, making individuals who are making at least $200,000 a year for the last two years, or um, couples who make $300,000 a, a year for the last two years, or you can have a million dollars cash in the bank. So we're not looking at um, an evenly, there's not a lot of equity uh, going on here for regular people, especially the working class. So real estate crowdfunding is very exciting because this is an excellent uh, way to build wealth. There are platforms where you could be a fractional uh, homeowner for as little as $100, which is incredible. So let's say um, you need to put $20,000 down payment on owning a single rental home. 
okay, $20,000. That's a lot of money. A lot of people don't have that money. There are plans and systems for you to borrow your down payment too, but those are also risky uh, as well, especially if you don't have a tenant in place. Uh, that can be incredibly uh, risky. So uh, with real estate crowdfunding, that $20,000 you have, well, you could be, you can own 200 homes, 200. So, you know, even if you are uh, having vacancies, you have so much diversity going on, diversification going on that you could easily weather any storm that that's that's happening. 200 homes, you know, that is quite a, a, a big difference than owning just one home, 200. Yes, it's fractional, um, but you are not only getting rent from this, but you're also getting appreciation that the value of homes uh, increases. That's just the way real estate works. Uh, there are also certain tax benefits that landlords get. Um, and this is also a way for the average person, the average working citizen to get in on some of these tax breaks. So real estate craft. So, and who are renting? Who, who are the renters? Well, according to the Pew Research Center, um, there are mainly young single people, people below the age of 35 who live alone. Uh, that is your typical renter. And uh, so, so let's say you're a typical renter, young and live alone. You could also be a landlord now with real estate crowdfunding. In fact, you could be making $30,000 a year and be a landlord, uh, a, a fractional owner of an office building. And you could be renting to a multi-billion dollar corporation. Uh, this really turns the, the status quo on its head. Uh, it, it allows just about anyone with uh, $100 to, to become uh, a landlord and have a corporation pay you, which certainly changes the, the way the landscape is, is, looks. So real estate crowdfunding, it is an exciting time to be able to own a home, even if you're a renter. And um, it's, it's only, it, there's only more platforms that are becoming available and it's just becoming easier and easier to, to do this. So that is a quick um, lesson on real estate crowdfunding. If you would like to learn more about real estate crowdfunding, uh, you can always visit my website, stakeholderenterprise.com. In the meantime, I am a crowd investor and I see you are one too.